case you don't know, Brian Stone's podcast is very local topic forward. Lots of talk about the local music scene that is otherwise not heard really anywhere. How did you transition from radio to doing this on a regular basis? That's a good question because I've been asked it many times and it was difficult to be honest with you because they're two very different things. So it's an hour of just topical what's going on and then sometimes it's a lot of anecdotes and if you don't like me well, sometimes I'm going to spend 40 minutes talking about not me, me, but a little storytelling kind of stuff. So if you hate me, then don't even bother downloading the show because you're not going to like it. But give it give it a try. And if you don't like it at first, wait a week or two and give it a try again. And then if you don't, then, well, then there's an ocean of content for you out there and there's something for everybody and i'm not mad at you i get it but i would love to have you on board what the hell is that stone on air coming up completely unsanctioned by the church stone on air whatever let's just do this stone on air that's exactly what i wanted to hear give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it stone on air coming up stone on air Everybody, how are you on this September 28th? It is the final Thursday of the month of September. I don't, I, or I haven't this go round given it the uh, credit that it deserves. It is hashtag my other other month. Maybe I'll talk about that for a few minutes here shortly. That on the front end was Paul Jackson's show, The Local Focal on WUTC. More on that, amongst many other things, coming up next. So today's show will be off regular format just a little bit. I'm going to do only two segments, a long open and then a long uh, second segment, and then... That will hopefully, if my math works, will equal an hour, and that'll be this week's show. I appreciate you finding the show. Anywhere you find any other podcast, you go to that same place, put in Stone On Air, all one word, and you will find it. Or if you just want to find anything online for that matter, basically every single thing that has to do with my entire life is right there with that search. Sometimes I wonder how bad of an idea maybe that is. But anyway... Um, thanks for being here. Let's see what to do today. Lots of things here on the open as I will stretch out longer. The final segment of the show, the second segment, I'm going to revisit a show from about a year ago, almost exactly this kid in East Ridge and the SRO and now the lawsuit against the uh, Hamilton County School District or board or however that lawsuit is filed and others as well. I'll read the story from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Revisit that show from last week, or last year, excuse me, and continue the same commentary, a little bit angry commentary I had then. Now, it hasn't changed. There is no new information to this story. And there's a long video that if you want to decide for yourself what happened here and whether you think it's right or wrong, good or bad, egregious, whatever, you you can do that. The thing is, most people didn't do it then, and nobody is doing it now. So I'll revisit a, a small portion of a show from a year ago while I also talk about the most recent events and also just mention this new idea of a re- recurring podcast segment idea that I kind of got out of this with some interaction from some Facebook comments, and you can only imagine where that might end up going. At the end of this open, I'll get you three pieces of audio, the worst idea, the dumbest thing, and the coolest thing. And here in a few minutes, I'm not going to give a full recap of the celebration of life of Kevin West, but I am going to give a short, small few thoughts. I don't believe it's my place or a good idea to spend a long time on it, but I think that it is definitely worth spending a few minutes on. So I will get to that. 
here in just a couple of minutes. So on the front end, that is uh, the local focal. It is a local music show on WUTC. It airs Tuesdays. Sorry, everybody. I will post all this on my social, I think, at 2 o'clock. I believe it's 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, and it is not a podcasted show. And the reason for that is is because of some music licensing issues. Now, I think WUTC can work around that, and I think they're failing to do so. Uh, The host of the show, Paul Jackson, I've gotten to know over the last year or so. I like him a lot, and I think he does a really good job. And he asked me to be on his show, and I was thrilled to do it, and it turned out, I believe, pretty good. And that was one excerpt there from it. I'll have another one a little bit later on. And I might play the interview in its entirety next week after its air date, which is October 3rd. That is next Tuesday, October 3rd, in the afternoon. I will clarify the start time through my socials, so stay close to that. And even if you miss that show, if you're interested in local music, from a very well-done perspective and angle, Paul does that once a week. And he does it for, just like many of us, a supposed for-profit venture that ever never actually truly ends up being all that profitable. So thanks to Paul for that and uh, more on that as time goes on here between now and next Tuesday. Uh, just a little while ago as I record on two, uh, excuse me on Wednesday night, I saw in my email, and I get these a lot, and I usually pay attention to them. Uh, Green Spaces was doing an event called Green Drinks at Finley Stadium. Now, if someone came to me and said, hey, I need to know your thoughts. Do you support or not support Green Spaces? Well, of course I support them, but I don't follow what they do on an average everyday basis or anything like that. I am a big fan of Finley Stadium and the entire Uh, First Tennessee Pavilion, or First Horizon Pavilion, it's called now, and that entire property. I've been very loud and very clear and very vocal about that for really since it opened in 1997, but since people have been somewhat listening to me for well over 20 years. And so I popped in. I have a situation at the day job where the GM is on vacation, so it's kind of one of those weeks you ever get these at work when someone's on vacation and it's like the uh, the old kind of little cliche, the we're all on vacation this week. Everybody's on vacation. First of all, first of all, I want to say I love my job. I love my job. It's a fantastic place. I love everybody I work for, and everybody I work with, and it is wonderful. But yes, when that um, situation presents itself, I get to dictate when I show up and when I leave a little bit more. And so since I was able to cut out early, I made it down to the uh, the event. It wasn't a whole lot, really, uh, other than just green spaces saying thank you for being there. The, um, the posts that were put out there were talking about Finley Stadium's dedication going forward to composting and recycling, reusing, repurposing, all that kind of stuff. I am always a big fan of that. That wasn't talked about a whole lot. It was just kind of more of a a gathering of uh, there were students there. I heard them talking when the, the little presentation they did have. There were other people in the community. And the main reason I went is I've been wanting to meet the executive director of Finley Stadium, Brian Wright. He's been there for just about a well, maybe about a year and a half now, right after the Kane Brown show last year at uh, at Finley in March. And I talked to him for about 15, 20 minutes or so today. Said, I'd love to have you on. Love to do a show at, when it's appropriate. Talk about things with Finley. He gave me some uh, ideas that they're working on. I could already see some of the improvements in the press boxes and uh, a lot of the luxury box areas. And he's got a lot of good vision. He worked for uh, MBS, um, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta with the Falcons for several years before he came here. He is quite a young guy. I would say he's younger than me. He looks younger than me anyway. He looks great, whether he, he's younger than me or not. But um, very personable, and he was very happy to sit down and talk to me for a few minutes. So mission accomplished there. Hopefully you'll hear more from Brian Wright. And really, let's just be honest, I'm just trying to make sure I weasel my way in with the with the brass at Finley after knowing everybody in that uh, in that orbit, in that atmosphere for the last 10, 12, upwards of 15 years. I just really needed to make sure I got in there and 
got a good, uh, hey, how you doing? Here's what I do. Hopefully you pay attention. We'll see going forward, but uh, certainly a very nice interaction there. For those of you that love TV, the writer's strike looks like it is over, so all these terrible talk shows will go back to work here immediately. And with the actors still on strike, it looks like it'll be quite some time before there's any production ramping up for your favorite shows. But all the celebrity jeopardies and the celebrity thousand million dollar pyramid and the dating show and the family feud celebrity edition and uh, the mass singer and all this just asinine, um, just brain rot television will continue to be there. But hopefully your favorite shows and new shows will start to pop up before too long. Um, September's over. There you go. First fall, uh, as far as the calendar is concerned, was this past weekend. And I don't think anybody is sitting down and giving this month the credit it deserves for how wonderful the weather has been in this month. There are many years, many years in a row where September is just summer too. It's just dog days of August uh, that spills all the way through September, and that has not been the case. And we still have bright blue sunshine. I know we got some rain last night. Uh, that's one of those you know, classic cliche, oh, we needed it. Um, I don't know or care if we needed it, but I'm sure we did. But it's still going to stay mid-80s at the highest for the next week or so. Very little rain. I did have to close the windows and turn the AC on last night so I could comfortably sleep. But I've had it turned off again during today, and that has made me very, very happy. Uh, coming up this weekend, finally, the Zantetti show is the first one for me in 13 years. It's taking place at JJ's. That'll be a later night. If you come on out, come say hello. It is Saturday night around probably 11 or so. We'll see. Um, I am nervous about it, but at least it's a JJ's where I know I can settle down, especially after I take a little Klonopin to chill myself out. Uh, a little national thing here, the debt ceiling. My God. why Every time we roll out of bed, every time we click on a new something, it's the... Funding the government, it's the debt ceiling, it's the borrowing limit, it's more and more and more. And the Senate has pushed a bill through 77 to 19. Um, it's hard to give the Senate a lot of credit, but at least they're, they are the closest to the adults in the room in Congress. The House is run by and always has been run by the the lesser of the prominent uh, politicians, you know, just about any old jackhole can become a member of the House. In a lot of ways, that might be true in the Senate as well, but not not nearly as uh, as often does that happen. So, a seventy seven to nineteen uh, vote on a uh, on a bill to avoid a government shutdown in the Senate is a lot of bipartisan support and by all amount, all accounts the loud crazies and the um, just slimly uh, majority of the GOP in the house are going to not let that happen that's the last I heard I don't know we'll see couple things here with local uh, stuff local new and old joints um, I saw Dixie Fuller longtime uh, family ran forever now he's been running for years but he's selling the property of Zarzars over on the uh, uh, south side area you know where I'm talking about he posted the other week I tried to find it but he posts a lot and I didn't feel like digging through it but he said that the new owners are gonna keep Zarzars open and they're gonna try to enhance it and add alcohol, liquor, beer, try to make it um, maybe a little more contemporary rather than just an old-fashioned sit-down, meet-and-three, dinner, lunch spot. I, I will believe that when I see it. I don't believe that at all. I don't think that'll happen even kind of. Maybe while they're still trying to put together funding and bonds to knock it all down and build whatever else, apartments, condos, who knows what else. Maybe they'll do that for a minute or two to try to get a little local love out of the deal. I don't even think that's going to happen. So we'll see as that goes forward. 
The Flying Squirrel, one of the first places to pop up on in that area, Main Street area, they are done doing what they've been doing for about 10 years now. It's exactly 10 years. 2013 is when they opened with a French and East Asian influence to their cuisine. I've never eaten there, so I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what they say, so all I can do is assume it is. With a sexy but super laid-back atmosphere. This is from their statement. But they are making a strong pivot, and the answer, it turns out, this is quoted from their statement, we want Chinese food and tiki drinks. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a, uh, a a part of the market downtown that needs to be filled. I couldn't tell you. This is a major change that warrants a fresh start. We will be permanently closing Flying Squirrel after service on Sunday, November 5th. Sometime later, we will reopen our doors as a completely new concept. Goodbye, Flying Squirrel. It has been real. Uh, this weekend at the First Horizon Pavilion, the Tennessee Whiskey Festival is taking place. I will not be taking a part in this, even though I always look for reasons, even if they're alcohol events, to go to the pavilion. But I have too busy of a day getting ready for the show that night and just the rest of the never-ending to-do list um, in adult world. But the tickets range from 40 to $125. Local chefs from Bitter Alibi, Civil Provisions, and The Daily Ration, along with live music. I always find it a little strange when they won't tell you who the live music is. But I got a feeling, based on how these pavilion events go, and I'm not trying to be overly critical, but your $40 ticket and your $125 ticket, there ain't going to be much difference between the two of those price points and what is and isn't available. If most of these events for many years in a row now are any, if this is anything like any of those, if you're going to go, go the low dollar range, unless throwing around a hundred bucks here and there for, you know, just to have some fun is no big deal to you. Uh, most people listen to this. I have a feeling that is a big deal to them. I promise you, I bet there's not much difference. I bet you there's not. I bet you there's not. So just beware of that. As I go down the list and check these off, Sleepyhead Cafe Grand Opening is tomorrow. Let me pull that. I actually pulled that off here, too, as well. Um, all day long, Friday, September 29th, so they will be officially opening. So if you can't open, so if you can't make it to the grand opening, swing by any time. But as I mentioned the other week, and this is still the case, it is on the other side of Todd's. I drove by it today. The parking lot has been paved. The signage in the window is up. It looks like it's going to be a nice space, a good room for coffee and mocktails. And it's very close to my house, so I look forward to stopping by. But the amount of times I come by are not going to keep this place afloat. And there is nothing around them at all. I mean, the closest is a big, solid, long block away, low main, and uh, yellow uh, racket records and then the barbecue joint over there and i know the gentrification the um the the push further down main street is happening and maybe they're feeling like they're going to get out in front of this and at some point that's going to butt up all the way to the corner of dodds and main i would say that's still some time away we're still you know any year now going to hit a recession which is going to stop borrowing it's going to stop uh business expansion it's going to stop um uh, construction projects, it's going to happen. I mean, history proves it's going to happen. I can't believe it hadn't happened already, but it's all day tomorrow, and I wish nothing but the best for them because they have great coffee. I know that. And then I got no reason to believe anything other than they will have great mocktails as well. But that is a kind of place, especially with the mocktails, that would be would do so much better if it was right next door to Lomain, if it was right next door to a barbecue joint, if it was right next door to Slicks down the road, if it was right next door uh, to any other place to get that curious foot traffic, that um, circumstantial customer who just happens to see it. This is not this is not the kind of traffic for that. So I wish them the best. 
And I, uh, I look forward to hope. I, I plan on popping in there on Friday to grab a coffee on my way in to work. Uh, let's see. Real quick here, if you are, you know, I don't know where people get shows, get their podcasts. Spotify seems to have cornered the market as far as doing it the best. But I, for the longest time, before I switched to Spotify, was using Google Podcasts. And Google Podcasts is going away. I thought it was the best uh, format. It was the best layout, functionality, all of that until Spotify. And it's still good. It still looks great. But they are doing away with that and they're integrating it into YouTube. So just in case Google Podcasts happens to be where you get the show, for now, nothing is changing. You can continue to use Google Podcasts as normal. Over the coming months, podcast in YouTube Music will be made available globally and we will start rolling out tools that will enable you to transfer your podcast show subscriptions from Google Podcasts into YouTube Music. You will be able to listen to your podcast just like you did on Google. No paid subscription is required. It goes on for there. So just be aware of that. Uh, I'll pass over that. I want to spend a couple minutes on Kevin's thing this past weekend. I will say, after this week, there's only nine shows left. For anybody who is here every week, I love you dearly. Every Thursday, you're right here, prompt and ready to go. And uh, that means the world to me. But I'm only going to do nine more this year. I did the math uh, today. As I'm going to take the entire month of December off. I need a breather. I need a month where I can stop thinking about this and um, probably take a breather from playing music, even though we just started that. I'm going to Mexico for Christmas. I'll talk about that as it gets a little bit closer. I'm really excited about that. I did have on here to talk about my passport issues. I might save that for another time. It's not overly that important, but because the, the issue was solved pretty quickly. But, yeah, so December, I'm shutting it down, and then I'll be back in January. So only nine shows left this week. And coming up on Tuesday, I tried to ignore it as long as possible. I tried to forget about it. I tried to not care about it, and I can't do it. The drive-by truckers are coming to the Walker Theater, which I am not a fan of the Walker Theater inside of Memorial, but it's fine. It's fine enough. I mean, I've only been there once, and to be fair, I was bombed drunk. And so much to the point, I can't even remember who it was. It was a comedy show. I think it was Bill Burr, but I don't know. So maybe my opinion on the Walker Theater is not exactly who you should listen to. Either way, I'll be there on Tuesday the uh, the 3rd next week for the original rock show. I'm sure the 70s and 60s and 50s and any other time, somebody probably referred to their shows as the rock show. But in the last 23 years, in this century, if you're referring to we're going to the rock show, you're referring to a drive-by truckers show. I'm Again, I know you've heard it somewhere else. They stole it. They lifted that. They took that from the uh, the cult following of the drive-by truckers. We're all going to the rock show on Tuesday, October 3rd. They have a new record out. I've been listening to it this week. I uh, I like it quite, uh, quite a bit. So let's take a look at this list. I think that covers just about all of that. Still got to get to the three pieces of audio and talk about Kevin West's celebration of life at Barrel House Ballroom just uh, earlier this week on Sunday. And it was everything I could do to make myself go. I don't do well in these environments anymore. I, I tried everything I could do to talk myself out of it. And thank you to friends of mine that will just remain nameless. There was several of them, two, three of them total, that you know met me, came with me, and I, I hate to sound like, oh, I needed support. Oh, I needed help going to this when this is not about me. And this is not, you know, what, what's your problem, dude? You know, it's just, it's just crippling anxiety into my older age. And <clears throat> to be able to get some support and help from others to feel better about it really helped me a lot. 
And once I got there, it was a joy to be there. And I know that might even sound a little strange to say it that way, but it really was. And I did get to talk to Carlene shortly for just briefly, uh, Kevin's wife, his widow, and 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 her family members are I was with. I was like, let me be with you so I can, you know, kind of navigate this better. And um, and I went up to her and I gave her, you know, gave her a hug. It was really fast. And I said, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, my God, Carlene, I'm so sorry that I said, how are you doing? Oh, God, stupid me. Almost like Chris Farley, like, oh, you idiot. And she just smiled and hugged me again and said, stop it. It's fine. Thank you for coming. And then moved along. And that was it. But I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, how are you doing? You didn't have anything better than that? Anything a little more sympathetic uh, than how are you doing? So, yeah, that wasn't my finest moment, but... She reacted to it well. Uh, speakers were um, uh, Jim Reynolds, uh, Mayor Kelly, Police Chief Celeste Murphy. Um, uh, Jed Mescon was there, now in charge of talk, and I ran into him and we talked for a minute. And he said some very interesting things to me that need to be repeated on this show. And I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to wait and do it at another time when there might not be some holdover, leftovers. When I talk local media types, I get more listeners from that industry. I want to do this at a time when some of them might not be listening. And I want to tell you what Jed told me. And I'm going to tell you slightly what I told him back and then uh, expand on that more. I'll do that before the end of the year. It was very interesting, very close to hilarious. <laughs> Um, but flattering also. So I'll get to that at, uh, at another point soon enough. And I think that is going to have to be it for that right now. All right. So uh, there's more. But again, I'll just put that aside for another time. So let's r roll into three pieces of audio to wrap up the first half of the show in the long open. Uh, this is today's Worst idea, and now being back playing in a band that's trying to find shows and has overzealous members that can't wait to play damn near anything. To play a coffee shop, to play somebody's backyard. This is all the reason why I got out of this stuff a decade and a half ago was I was getting kind of sick of a lot of this stuff. Uh, but this is today's worst idea. Band leader books a show. Guys, I just got us a gig. Oh my god, nice. Here's the good things about it. So it pays five dollars, split five ways, so it's a dollar each. It's about two hours from here. Yeah. We play for ten minutes. Um, there's no PA and there's no house kit, so we gotta bring everything with us. We have to guarantee twenty-five people to get our money though. So once we pass twenty-five people, we get a we get our five dollars. Alright, that's pretty good. We're good? Awesome, right? Let's pack it up, throw it in a van, go drive out about two hours, and then we're good to go. Awesome. Is anyone going to be there? No. <laughs> Come on, guys! Yeah, is anybody going to be there? No. And then they all run out the door shaking uh, uh, maracas. Uh, this is today's dumbest thing. A uh, little bit longer. I cut it down shorter. I might. This is going to be portions of what I talk about in the next segment of something I'm going to maybe continue to do on the show going forward. I did it last week. I have to do another one. This is at Facebook comments where the guy is just reading the responses to somebody's post and he's doing it. They put the the post pops up and then he's kind of you know he's yelling if it's all caps, all the same stuff as last week. And this is something about pronouns. It's today's dumbest thing. My pronouns are American Christian, truth and reality, eh, fight me, guns, ammo, when, where, fight me, I, me, my, none, irrelevant, huh, uh, vodka, obvious, American, USA Eagle, conservative Christian and patriot, we the people, we the people, rigged election, true imp one, two U.S. flags, United States Constitution, ten U.S. flags, American and proud American, Iberian flag, straight white and proud, man awesome funny hetero, American male, mine's is individual, saved, forgiven, I don't own any, child of God, Jesus saves, and him. 
Tim! Enough! Head up! I am married, so it is we, us, and our. Tim, no, not, never. Sick of pronouns are not my identity. Pronouns are nonsense. Nobody gets their own pronouns! I have none. I am not a noun. I am a human being. I was born with male anatomy. I'm a man dot. Young stud. Mr. Master. You can call me Master. Daddy Master Grandpa. Er, she squirts. Grammatically and biologically correct. I identify as a threat. My pronouns are fuck around, find out. I identify as a conspiracy theorist. My pronouns are told you so. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it wasn't as much on this one, but many of these people that post, I was going through all this guy's stuff. It was so good. When people go to post the American flag, these numb nuts on Facebook end up accidentally uh, posting the Siberian flag. It looks similar to the American flag, except it not really, except it's red, white, and blue with only a couple of stars in the blue instead of 50. And there was a few others like, Siberian flag, five Siberian flags. I mean, it is, uh, it is funny. It's so, it, it would be absolutely hysterical if it wasn't so freaking pathetic. And the coolest thing here real quick is a lot of 1993 stuff last week, and this one spills over. I got late for another 1993 uh, little clip. In Utero from Nirvana was released 30 years ago, two or three days prior to right now. And this is Kurt Cobain speaking to somebody, you know, in an interview about where the band would be going after this record and how the grunge thing they were tired of. And it makes me just think, oh my God, I would love to know what he meant by that. And this is today's coolest thing. This album's like the closing of the chapter of, of the formula we've been using, you know? It's like grunge is it's really kind of boring for us. You know? It's something we can't deny. We're not going to stop playing the old songs live. And um, But, you know... We're, our tastes are just changing so rapidly that we're really experimenting with a lot of stuff, and it might get too indulgent and be really embarrassing for the next album, but we can't put out another album, and this is just like the last chapter of, of three-chord grunge music for us. And uh, it was an easy thing to do and a safe thing to do because we knew it's still popular, you know, but... We had to get it out of our systems. I mean, he sounded so vibrant. He sounded so healthy. That would have been 1993, so he died in April of 94, April 8th. I remember the day. It was two days before my birthday. I remember where I was, the CNN Center, for my birthday weekend in Atlanta. And he sounded so vibrant, and um, not long after that, he was dead. And we'll never know what he meant by we're done making grunge music. And I mentioned last week that the Alice in Chains Dirt record to me was kind of the epitome of all things grunge. And I don't know, maybe I was wrong. Nirvana's Bleach might have been one of those. And never mind, not as much because it was so polished. But In Euro was much uh, raw, more raw, more more dirty sounding, more grungy, more uh, very less polished. And this is um, Serve the Servants from the record in Middle Row. So coming up next, this kid that got into all this trouble last year that was all caught on video with high-definition video and audio is now suing the county, the school, you know, the teachers, somebody's parents, maybe even the lunch lady and the janitor. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll take a look at that and play back about 12 minutes of a segment from the show about a year ago, and that is coming up next. So give us a rundown of what your typical show might cover as far as topics. Sure. It's an hour long every week. It's a, it's in three segments, usually 20-minute segments each. That can change depending on what the, the topics are. I, I don't mean to say watch out what you say around me, but if you're around me, 
you might be part of a podcast this week. But I'm not going. I, I'm not. I don't get my rocks off on making people feel stupid or small. I want to celebrate. You know, I want to celebrate people, celebrate things, celebrate the city, celebrate the region, and and have fun doing it. And if you do something really stupid, we're gonna have fun with that too. I mean, if I do say so myself, it's well done, it's well thought out, and it's designed for people who like to think a little bit differently than just your average, boring, everyday stuff. Hey, I know every jerk is over here talking about this dumb thing this way. We're not doing that. I'm, I'm doing it from a different angle over here, or at least that's the goal. Thoughts and prayers. This is Drive-By Truckers, Thoughts and Prayers is the name of it. You can guess what it's about. And, you know, I I really mean that. I Yeah, I take shots at people on this show all the time, but I, I feel like it's people who deserve it. And I like to celebrate the city, and I celebrate people when they do good things. And this police officer who handled this nearly impossible situation with this incorrigible child at East Ridge High School, September of last year, I believe deserves to be celebrated. And, in, and in, instead, he's been killed, lambasted, raked over the coals, whatever else you want to, you know, proverbial thing you want to throw in there. And, you know, I thought it mostly had died off. I hadn't heard about the story in a long time. But now it's back as this kid has uh, and his family and more probably likely some blood-sucking attorney who sees uh, dollar signs in his his eyes. They've come back and they have now, uh, they filed some lawsuits here. And so it's brought it back in to at least some people's orbit on social. Now, for uh, for the record, maybe this thing was not getting as much traction as I thought that it might have been getting because when I went to go find what I thought would be more bulletin board material, um, there is there was only four comments on the Facebook post from the, the TFP. There was nothing new on Reddit. Now, there might have been some new conversation on an old thread and that's what I hate about Reddit. I'm not digging through those weeds. So there could have been, but there was not a new thread dedicated to it. The only place I saw a lot of activity was Nuga Holler, which is an offshoot of the Tennessee Holler, which is a um, an account, kind of a whistleblower, very, very liberal left everything, that has got a pretty good uh, amount of traction on Twitter, probably... TikTok as well, and then I guess somewhat on on Facebook as well. But before I get to that and some of the comments that I experienced and did some of my own brand of trolling, I, I came up with this idea, and it's not the most novel idea ever, of if, if it's not always going to work out. It's not always going to happen the way I want, but there's a very good chance if I spend any amount of time on it in my free time, in my boredom time, not that I have a ton of that, disposable I do have some is interacting with people who have no self-control in real life and certainly don't have any self-control on social media is fun because I have all the social uh, self-control in the world in uh, on social media for sure in real life I have a pretty good amount of self-control and these people can't help themselves and it's kind of like that bully and maybe not necessarily as much as the bully, but the person who's mad, who wants a reaction. Like, they're, that's what fuels their fire, is your reaction. And when you don't give them the reaction that they want, they get angrier. Yet they don't have the intellect or the brain power to be able to have any kind of dialogue or debate or argument or just civil conversation with somebody on these threads because they're ready to fight. Their dukes are up and they're ready to go and you won't give them the oh yeah and then expletives and name calling that they're that that that's where they thrive. 
And therefore, sometimes you get even better responses and more frustration. And I think I can have some fun with that. Kind of in the vein of, if you remember the old Talk Soup show for years that was hosted by John Henson for forever. I think it was on VH1 or maybe later E! Entertainment Television. I'm talking a long time ago. All the way back even into the late 90s. Uh, John Henson, I believe was his name, hosted for a little while. Then Roger Lodge. Later on, Tosh, Daniel Tosh, the 2.0 show, kind of picked up where that left off. Basically what it did pre-internet days, or the prominence of internet, was take um, just nonsense from TV, talk shows, and all this other stuff, and kind of aggregate it into their own little commentary show. It's kind of like a podcast on TV before a podcast was a thing. And that's kind of the model on this. We'll see if it works going forward. I've got a little bit of one to share with you here in just a few minutes. But first, before I play, it's 12 minutes from the sh- my show one year ago that uh, kind of resets this enough. So I won't do a ton of resetting here. I'll just read you this. I highlighted a lot here. I'm going to read all of it. Teen, Su- Teen Sue's County after his arrest. Uh, his name is uh, Taurus Sledge is suing Hamilton County, the school district, and the sheriff's office, alleging excessive force by the officer for $6.5 million. The lawsuit seeks $1.5 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages for the physical injuries, mental and emotional trauma Sledge said he sustained. The lawsuit calls uh, McCray, that's the officer's actions during the arrest, intentional, malicious, and reckless. This is such nonsense. Uh, This is from the lawsuit. Quote, Defendant McCray's attack resulted in Mr. Sledge suffering an immediate concussion symptoms and subsequent and continuing headaches. Sledge has further suffered significant increase in anxiety, distrust of law, distrust of law enforcement, continued stress, and other emotional damages from Defendant McRae's attack. The school district has said, quote, it will respond at the appropriate time. A short video of the September 20th, 22 attack went viral after the incident. McCray had been seen in the video grabbing Sledge by the hair and pushing him onto the floor while Sledge says he was not resisting. This is an hour and seven minute video that nobody who is mad and so pissed off that they, they, they argue online about has actually watched. The final uh, little mini paragraph I have here from this piece from Tuesday quote when McCray first placed his hand on Sledge's shoulder that's the officer onto the child's he was 18 barely 18 at the time shoulder this contact is unwarranted and inappropriate the lawsuit said McCray seemingly is trying to de-escalate the discussion between the gym teacher and Sledge but oversteps boundaries by making physical contact with Sledge for no lawful reason this force utilized to take Sledge into custody is unreasonable and excessive. Now, my friend, Chrissy Mincy, love you, love you, love you, love you, Chrissy. Uh, she was defending this punk-ass kid last I read. I have not seen her name anywhere in this most recent piece. I hope she has moved away from this, this uh, client. I hope she has realized that this is more trouble than it's worth at worst and at best realizes that this is an absolutely absurdly frivolous lawsuit. Um, I think this is a good enough time to go ahead and play last year's show. So, yeah, I've got my interaction here from Nuga Holler, which I'll read when I get back. This is about 12 minutes from September of 2022 when I spent a long segment uh, dissecting this, and I made no secrets, and uh, there were no lines to read between to try to figure out where I was coming from. Plus, I don't know if I mentioned it in this 12-minute clip. I can't remember now. I watched the entire 67 minutes of that body cam footage. Did you? Probably not. Why would you? But were you screaming online about it? Also probably not. There was no reason to watch all of it, but I did. So here's last year's show. Imagine living in a world 
because this is what I see on Facebook and, and, and Twitter amongst these conversations. Imagine living in a world where someone came up to you and said, oh, yeah, did you hear the, uh, the, the police officer at East Ridge High School pepper sprayed a kid because he wouldn't play kickball? Can you believe that? And then your response being, oh, wow, that's terrible. I can't believe that would happen. And then, like, that's it. Like, nothing else is discussed. Or if you hear, oh, hey, can you believe this SRO, SRO, SOB uh, pepper spraying and dragging out a kid because he wouldn't take off his backpack at East Ridge High School? And now the kids are marching out to try to get the man fired. This is crazy. I can't believe this. And then your response being, oh, this is an outrage. I can't believe it. Imagine that's how your just dull life would be. Because that's how so many loud voices are on Facebook and Twitter. That that's all they need to hear. That's all they need to hear. Oh, that's an outrage. This is an outrage. I watched the body cam video. Almost nobody's going to watch the body cam video. And nobody, or at least not got a, a, a platform like this, has any uh, knowledge of the people involved. So anyway... I went into this with a preconceived notion, a preconceived bias slant to where I thought this was going to go and found out once I got real contextual, raw audio video footage, high def, by the way, and realized this is nothing more than a complete insubordination, incorrigible, overall real stain and mark and decay of social cultural norms that I think are most of us would be appalled if we knew more about it. This kid at this school, I want to punch his lights out. This police officer is a saint. The fact that this police officer didn't beat the shit out of this kid is the news here. That is what is to be praised and discussed. And I'll get to that more in just a minute. And I'll play the audio that I pulled from the body cam video, which it's an hour and 15 minutes. You only need to watch about 20 minutes of it to really get a, the perfect understanding of what's going on. I am not that far removed from high school. I am not that far removed from being a young person. I don't have children that somehow cloud normal, regular, everyday, respectable people's minds to where they, they regress and they turn into uh, uh, Alzheimer patients and they don't remember how awful high school was. And it's not my baby, and it doesn't happen to my kid. And my kid, I mean, I swear, people's mental capacity just drops off a cliff once they have a child. I don't have that problem. I don't have that, uh, that, that, th those blinders on that l doesn't let me remember, oh, yeah, high school was just 22 years ago. And my memory, though clouded and fogged from all the brain damage I've inflicted on myself, with my terrible decisions in life, hasn't erased my memory completely. And I'm pretty good about reading a room. And I'm pretty good about seeing people in action and figuring them out pretty quickly. I don't know why psychiatrists and psychology is such... I mean, I do know why in a lot of ways, but to me it seems silly that it's such a high-educated, high-profile, high-income-earning uh, position because it's really not that hard. Oftentimes, why don't you go talk to a psychiatrist? Why? So I can pay somebody to tell me what I already know? I know what my effing problems are. Why would I ask somebody to tell me more about it? All right, I'm getting sidetracked here. But when I'm watching this video earlier, the PE coach is, he is every PE coach, PE teacher, high school coach of whatever sport in every school across America. He's the same guy. He might as well have been casted in Hollywood for a bad teen movie. Is he, uh, is he hard to deal with? Can he be, uh, his authority be strong at times? Yeah, probably, you know, most coaches are. But this kid, if this is the norm nowadays, I don't understand that. But I do understand it from a peripheral vision of the out-of-control nature that is so much of the youth of America. And it's, I mean, this, this now starts to sound like old man, get off my lawn stuff. But this kid, I figured him out real quick, even through his destruction of the English language and the bruhs and the, all the nonsense, uh, nonsensical way of speaking to adults. I mean, I don't think he's 18, but he's pretty damn close. So, but anyway, 
what happened was is dude didn't want to play. And this is my, it is a little conjecture, but it's what I put together from what I saw. And I believe it to be hundred percent true. If you don't think I'm right or you want to challenge it, go watch it yourself. I don't know what else you'll come up with. He didn't want to play kickball. This punk ass kid didn't want to play uh, kickball. He said he was sick. So he went to sit on the bleachers. Now there was some kind of interaction of one of the, the coach asking, why are you on the bleachers and not playing? And he told him he was sick. So he stayed on, on the bleachers. Okay, well, you know the coach called bunk on that inside his head and thought this asshole kid is just lying and doesn't want to play. Fine, whatever. Move along. They play the kickball. It's part of the damn curriculum. Physical education is a class. It's just as if he said, I don't want to take my math test today, math teacher. Why? Because I'm sick. Ugh, all right, whatever. All right, a few minutes later, or however long it is down the, down the line, probably within the hour, he's out on the court playing basketball. They're in the gym the whole time, and he's playing basketball with the boys. Coach comes up and says, hey, I thought you were sick. And then that's when it, that's when that part's not on camera. So nobody knows who said what. The kid lied, so he didn't have to play kickball. And then later on, when no one was like, coach wasn't around, hey, I'm going to play ball with my boys. Sounds like a pretty typical stupid asshole thing a kid would do. All of them lie. They're liars. Worst liars ever, too, because they're dumb as hell. And so adults can catch you in your stupid lie because you're dumb. Here's the first cut I have. This is when the, the SRO first shows up to talk to both the coach, the punk-ass kid, and he's just standing there listening from his body cam. You came to me after I, after I came down on the bleachers. That's my whole point. You keep talking about the, you about the game. The question. We're doing a kickball game. You talking about the game. That's you the don't whole play. point. You had free time in basketball. That's when you did it. And I asked you a question. So why are you feeling better now than you, when you wasn't earlier? It was 10 minutes ago. And I think that's a legitimate question. I, it doesn't matter. It does I'm up there on the bleachers, and I'm just now, I'm telling you, I was okay. feeling myself. It's the reason why I came down from off the bleachers. It don't matter about no basketball. It don't matter about no no kickball. It, ain't, it don't got nothing to do with none of that. I said I was feeling sick. If I'm feeling sick, I'm going to be up there on the bleachers. What is you not understanding that? When I'm feeling myself, I'm going to come down. What is you not understanding that? Lower your voice. Can you voice. can you imagine talking to a coach of all people or any administrator at a high school like that? It doesn't matter what I mean. It don't have nothing to do with that. Can you imagine this? What world are we living in? That that is not it's be I mean they're it's they're letting this be accepted because I guess they pretty much have to. And so the last voice you heard there was the police officer saying, hey, hey, just keep your voice down. You can hear there's kids all over the place. It's making a scene. People have surely got their phones out. They think they're making fun TikToks for the day. Somebody's waiting for their gotcha moment. And this punk ass thought he had it. The SRO right after that, as he tells him to settle down, walks over to him and puts his hand on his shoulder. Just like, you know, I put like, son, like I'm talking to you and my hand's on the shoulder kind of thing. And this is where... That goes, which is even more unbelievable. I'm just excusing myself. Anything else you want to come from? I don't want you to. If you want to talk to anybody, I I got a lawyer. Anything, but you're not gonna come to me no type of way and disrespect me. Bro, get your hands off me. Hold on. Get your hands off me. I said, hold on. You got five seconds. Get your hands off me. What the fuck are you gonna do? You got five seconds. What, what to get you your gonna hands do? What you gonna do? You got five seconds. You got, to get your what hands. you gonna do? I ain't do? gonna do doing nothing. You gonna exactly. get your ass off, up off of me and get out of my presence like you got some sense. Be I, a good citizen like you is. How about you be a good citizen, not raise your voice? With that badge on your hook and, and causing a big scene inside the gym. Nah, I ain't because causing. You're really a pushing scene. for disorderly conduct. I ain't pushing that. You if are. I'm pushing some, all right. All right. So when I first watched this, I had just gotten started, and I thought, okay. This kid's a punk ass, but as soon as the the SRO, the second thing he says after um, you got five seconds to get your hand off me, which is first of all to that, <laughs> tell a cop that you're seventeen year old kid, get your hand, you got five seconds to get your hand off me, boy, you'll be clocked in the head, man. Um, he says, "What are you gonna fucking do?" Or he he cussed, f bombed in there, and I thought, oh no, if this cop starts doing that, that's gonna escalate, and but that was the I think he. It feels like he caught himself. Um, I'd love to think that this this body cam and mic thing really is in their heads, and they realize, whoa, whoa, I have got 
to keep the straight line here. Because if this was another era, this kid would have been knocked the F out in five to ten minutes, and this he'd be drug out of there, and it'd be over. This went on for an hour. This kid is just insubordinate and uh, incorrigibly defiant and disregarding and disobeying every single thing this officer says for at least a solid 20 minutes. That's when he finally got pepper sprayed. This is the last bit of it. This is where some of the cussing back and forth. Again, an, oh my God, can you believe this is happening moment. This would be shortly before the pepper spray comes out. Here's our uh, last clip. Come on, man. Get your stuff. Let's go. Yeah. You know. Yes, you are. Why is he following Because even Mr. Perry wants you to get you stuff because he wants you to meet him over there. So let's go. I don't care about what Mr. Perry says. I'm in this class. I just got in this class. Okay. Let's go. What you say to me, dog? Let's go. Get Come the on. fuck out of my face. Come on, man. You get finna take a ride to jail, dude. I ain't fucking with you. Who the fuck is you talking about riding jail? I ain't this you. shit to begin with. It's called disorderly conduct. So an SRO officer tells a minor that your coach, your teacher, Mr. Perry, wants you to come over here, and he goes, I don't give a fuck what Mr. Perry says. To an SRO, to a police officer, a man with a gun and a badge, is one thing if he said that to his teacher. He says it to the police officer. And somehow the result isn't being slammed violently to the ground, backpack ripped off, violently handcuffed, and thrown in the back of a, of a cop car. This is the inmates running the asylum. This is unfathomable that then days later, all these dipshit kids then walk out of class because we have to have the SRO removed for his excessive force. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stupid, stupid children. They're the worst. They're the worst, and with these phones in their hand and their terrible-ass parents. So that was September of last year. And I don't even remember what I said every word in that. Sorry, I didn't listen to it right now. I just plugged it in rather than play it. Like I, When I normally play audio on this show, I'm playing it, listening to it at the same time. I went through that all last night. Didn't feel like I'd do doing that right now. And I'm running out of time on today's show. But here's the, here's the, the facts of the situation that involve me. This is not a case of me being old or out of touch. This is not a case of me seeing a young black man uh, being you know difficult to get along with with white administrators, uh, I would hope that if, if anybody puts me into any kind of race baiting conversation or thinks that that's the kind of stuff I do around here, they're not paying attention to what I'm doing, and I don't have any time for that anyway. So that's just not something I've ever done, nor ever would do. But I I was a kid not long ago. Likely, many of you listen to this, you were a high school student just a little less than a quarter century ago. I was 18 just the other day. I remember it well. And these parents that turn into amnesiacs from all economic statuses, from all cultural, different uh, cultural norms... They all share the same thing. There are amnesiacs. Their kid can't be the bad guy. That's That was already a thing in most of my lifetime as opposed to 30 and 40 years ago, 50 years ago, when if somebody, the neighbor or, or you know, a family acquaintance or a teacher or an authoritative figure came to the parents and said, your kid's being a little shit, yeah, that meant bad news for you, bro. That's been long gone, generationally gone. Now it's, no, not my kid, man. And that's just parents' brains just don't work. And I think that's what I was talking about at the end of, of that clip. So I won't spend any more time on that as I do need to wrap this up quickly. So here's the post that made me want to think, that maybe I could do stuff like this online and it could be funny and I can read it back in a recurring thing, uh, some kind of Facebook comments thing, playing off that TikTok account. So I posted on Nuga Holler. This lawsuit is a prime example of frivolous. The kid is a punk. How many of you have watched the entire video? 
It's over an hour. Get back once you have. I'll wait. Likely I'll be waiting forever because you won't watch it. Next response is from Kayla. Brian, there's no reason for cops to act like that. Literally happens all the time. I respond to Kayla. Have you watched the entire video? Alex just says, Brian, lick a boot. I respond to Alex with, you haven't watched the video either. Thanks for your input. Then Alex says, that boot must taste really good. Then goes on to say, the officer literally initiates contact with the minor, then says, what the fuck are you going to do about it? After the minor tells the cop to get his hands off him, did you watch the video? You're dumb. I responded to, my, to Alex, I did watch the video. You haven't watched it. Alexandria says, Brian, I watched the entire video in the first five minutes tell you that this officer was on a power trip. I respond to Alexandria, you have also not watched the video. Later, Kayla says um, something. Where is I don't have it. Then I said, Kayla, you haven't even answered the question. It's simple yes or no. Have you watched the entire video? Kayla responds, well, you haven't watched the, vi the entire video either. Uh, what was I put on after that? I said, uh, Kayla, nice try. Yes, I have. And at least in a roundabout way, you finally answered the question that you indeed have not watched it. But please continue. When she says you haven't watched it either, means she's admitting that she has not watched it. Of course, none of these people have watched all 67 minutes. I respond to Alexandria from before about the power trip. I said, Alexandria, I'm glad you watched the video, but Kayla has not watched the entire video. And then there was a Kelsey. And amongst the other diatribe, it was, well, I had seen enough to see what was actually happening. I respond to Kelsey. It's an hour and seven minutes. You haven't watched it and you won't. Then Kayla sends a screenshot of it paused at 28 minutes and says, Brian Stone, I'm 20 minutes in, definitely watching it. Uh, I said, Kayla, I another nice try. I can screenshot any point of a video, post it, and say I watched it too. Randy comes in with a bunch of blah, blah, blah. I said, Randy, you also haven't watched the video. David then comes in with a little bit more of a competent post. I watched the whole video, and at no point did he present a threat that warranted the actions taken by the officer. Kids can be difficult, da, 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 da. Alexander then comes in and says, lick these nuts. Kelsey says, Brian, you think it's necessary to drag a kid by their dreads and tase him just because they refuse to get up? I said, Kelsey, you have not watched the entire video. Kelsey responds, yes, with a question mark. Just a couple more here. The Biggest Rye is the name of this poster. Says, if he was white, would you feel the same way? I responded to Biggest Rye. You didn't watch the video, did you? And then Kelsey comes in and says, I did. I, and I said, yeah, sure you did. And that was pretty much it. And then people started blocking me. Uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, sometimes I am in a setting where I, quote unquote, crack myself up. But it's the bully. It's the person trying to fight. When you don't give them the ammunition that they want, they just get angry. And here's the bottom line with this dude. He doesn't deserve any kind of settlement. Or this is not going to be a, a ruling in favor of six and a half million dollars. He doesn't deserve six dollars and fifty cents of free lunch money. This kid is a menace. He is in, insubordinate, and he is a terrible example of children are out of control, especially in these in these. Uh, uh, public schools in lower funded areas like East Ridge that have that, that that teachers are feeling lost and they're having impossible times trying to keep these unruly children out uh, or in control and their parents are not helping and the community isn't helping and social media isn't helping and this kid is a menace and this police officer is a saint who did an excellent job watch the video it's there to be seen 
It's 67 minutes. You really only need about 25 minutes of it. Watch it. You will not come up with any other conclusion. And that's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for finding the show. We'll do it again the first uh, Thursday of October, which will be third, fourth, fifth, October 5th. And I'll likely play the interview that um, Paul Jackson conducted uh, of me for the local focal, which you will be able to hear live in its entirety, along with the rest of his music, local music show on WTC this Tuesday. Stay close to my socials for exact times and reposts and all of that. And there you go. I'm late, a little over an hour, and I'm done. See you later. Bye.